The Spanish Announce Table. It is Pro Wrestling's best podcast. If you disagree, you're wrong. I'm Tim, that's Tom over there. We are already having a blast and we are ready to share that experience with you tonight, our wrestling friends. If you're new, welcome to our, uh, you know, the Spanish Announce Table Nation here, right? We're going to talk about a lot of pro wrestling fun. We are mainly AEW focused podcast because that's what we find fun and like to talk about. Uh, but we also like to talk to you, the fans. So if you want to talk about something else, talk to us about it. Then we'll, 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 we'll opine back and forth, right? No topics are off the table. Right. You can bring up anything you want. Now, with that being said, if you're wanting our thoughts on the Israel Palestine uh, conflict right now, fuck off but if you want to know hey how's uh seth rollins and shinsuke nakamura's feud compared to seth rollins and you know matt riddle's feud okay we'll talk about it it's kind of dumb but we'll talk about that you know what i mean so within reason right is what we'll talk about but like we'll talk about anything even if yeah. you want to be like hey man uh uh phillies versus diamondbacks what the hell happened there? I'm like, I don't know, man. You know. Or if you want to talk about how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this week against the Denver Broncos, and then they're going to travel to Germany and beat the Miami Dolphins, then we can talk about that. And I know Tom's going to want to talk about that because Tom will be at that game live and in person in Deutschland, uh, rooting on the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. He'll probably – I think you're the new X Factor, right? Didn't you take his position since, uh, you know, he got – whoop. Well – so since he got put in the Chiefs Hall of Fame, they needed someone to step up. <laughs> the Hall of Fame? Uh, Shame. I don't no, mean Dante. You... I'm talking about oh, the fan I... X Factor. Oh, no. That guy. <laughs> hey, no. I thought you were talking about Dante Hall. I forgot for a second that that's the real X Factor. <laughs> yeah, no, I was talking about X Factor. The, uh, the yeah. Who he's like, I'm not a heroin addict. I am a yeah. cocaine addict. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, hey, have fun. Great. Um I thought, okay, yeah, no, with Dante Hall getting inducted into the Chiefs Hall of Fame, they needed an extra person. Fun fact, I was running next to Dante Hall on the treadmill at Chiefs Fit here on the plaza, and so then I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you want me to, like, step up? And he goes, you're running at a pretty good pace. I was like, hey, and I got quick twitch uh, muscles. I can really, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and he's like. Yeah. call me Juke and like, Joe. He's like, hey, let's go up to the roof where there's a like a, a astroturf field. He's like, let's let's run some routes. So I was running, boom. And he's like, you know what? You you got good hands too. I was like, yeah, they're small, but like I can catch pretty good. He's like, yeah, you can. And then he's like, all right, man. Well, uh, hey, I gotta go, and these uh, security guards are gonna take you uh, back to your house. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then they put yeah. me in handcuffs, and then he yeah. never talked to me again. So I don't. That was weird, man. But hey, that was I'm going weird. to Germany. I remember I'm bailing you out for that, but that was weird. Yeah. So weird, right? Yeah. You know, th- there was one time I tried out for American Idol, too. Did you know that? Went oh, I think stage. we talked about this on yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. I sang a song of just beauty. And uh, Paul Abdul, guess how long ago it was, Paul Abdul was like, that was fantastic. I said, thank you so much. She gave me a kiss on the cheek, and then she patted me on the shoulder. And then again, they put me in handcuffs. And I was yeah. escorted out. Drug me think... out of the arena. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't resisting, weird. but they still, you know, weird. fucking threw me out. So and now that's a restraining a... order? What yeah, restraining that? order. Uh, that said, hopefully that won't happen when you're over there in Germany. You're not going to get ripped out of the stands by the Polizei. You know, you know, if you're placing bets, you've got about a 50-50 shot. But 
that means Tom won't be here next week. So pause on that. I plan to maybe do something, right? I feel like I'll talk to the nation unless, you know, something happens. But stay tuned. You can always, if you subscribe to us on SpanishNounceTable.net, you'll know when we're going live what day because you'll get an email notification. But that's, you know, for you to decide. It's completely free. Uh, but you could also go to SpanishNounceTable.net and get our T-shirt uh, up there. Hey, but, hey, there you but go. Tom, you're going to go to Germany. You won't be here next week. So we'll, we'll be sad. We'll miss you. But you're going to get to go watch the Chiefs demoralize the Miami fish. Yes. We're going to go dolphin fishing, uh, out in Germany next week. Now a shoot, if we're being real here. So obviously anyone who's listened long enough knows that I have a tumor in my mm. left rotator cuff. It hurts a lot. I'm in pain. Most of the time been struggling with it since radiation. They're like, Oh, this should be good. I'm like, well, it's fucking not. And so I was like, God damn it. And they gave me a steroid a couple weeks ago. And when I was on that steroid, Tim, I felt like I was 28 years old. I fucking felt like I remember mm -hmm. uh, two abs, T-Mac, that yeah. episode, that that's what I felt like. I was like, motherfucker, I can choke out the world, Yeah, um, which isn't great, but uh, my mood swings. Right. So that was the bad part. So anyhow, flash, flash, uh, fast forward to last week. I was a doctor and I was like, hey, man, I would really like to enjoy this trip to Germany. Like, can we do that steroid again? Steroids again. And they said, okay, don't take two a day, take one and you should be good. And so Tim, I'm taking two a day and it's going to be fucking yeah. awesome. Now, do you got to go to another lose, doctor and be like, listen, I could really use some steroids from, well, but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, if we were to happen to lose, slip on a banana peel and lose, we lost to the Colts last year, right? So things, crazier things can happen. I might beat the fuck out of a dolphins fan so i might yeah, I, mean, I mean they probably deserve it yeah but dolphins fans typically aren't Man. assholes right they're not raiders they're not the raiders yeah you know so yeah. we'll see but i mean i don't know yeah i don't really encounter many miami dolphins fans out here right like God. i don't really run into them a whole lot well shoot another shoot i kind of like them mike mcdaniel is oh, yeah, so cool yeah well mike mcdaniel is so cool Jalen Waddle has the coolest celebration when he just does the waddle. He spins the ball and does the yeah, waddle. Super fun. Uh, Tua, I think Tua is great. Left-handed, only left-handed quarterback in the NFL right now. Last uh, left-handed quarterback was Michael Vick, to give you an idea of how long that was. Interesting. Yeah, that's a mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. That's so bit, I like old. him. Yeah, I like him, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll chuck a motherfucker. Out. I don't like him that much. Yeah, like I like, I like him, him that much. Not, yeah. not that week. Yeah, not yeah. that week. So we are gonna talk though about wrestling. This ain't next week. This is now, right? And we're gonna talk about AEW Dynamite. I, man, I thought we had a really great episode here. Now mm -hmm. we're also gonna talk to the fans. We're gonna take a trip back in time, and you know we said we like to talk to the fans, and you can do that in a myriad of ways. You can send us a hashtag tweet the table. I'm gonna be real honest. Not many people seem to be doing that much anymore, and I don't know how much people are going to stick around Twitter. Seems like it's on its um, free fall to, to its death at this point. So if you don't want to do that, you can send us an email at tableshow at gmail.com. We'll read emails. Find a way to talk to us, right? There's all sorts of links to our social media up at SpanishNounceTable.net. But one of the ways you can do this is you can have your voice or your face, you know, you can have your voice heard or your face seen right here by sending us a video clip or an audio clip 
the audio clips go to the Spanish announce voicemail right there at tableshow at gmail.com, right? Send us any sort of uh, audio clip, and we got one of those again. Quite the regular uh, responses here lately from Ash Hendricks. I'm excited about this, Tom. You ready? Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I have had a few drinks today. Most of them were at work, but that's not the point. Anyway. I think I saw one of you guys at a wedding anniversary or uh, just a regular anniversary, so I forgot which one it was because I'm definitely drunk right now. But congratulations to you, and I feel bad for your wife, but don't worry about it. If she's stuck out of this long, she's there till death, so congratulations anyway. Uh, Anyway, question. What moment do you think, in your opinion, that was important for changing the game or had a big impact on wrestling history that you feel is not spoken about enough in comparison to other landmark moments in professional wrestling history and t-mac what did you think of francis Ngannou's pad work and how long do you think he's going to last before fury puts a whooping on him i'll see you boys next week drown i don't know why he told us to drown um, so what do you think here about the MMA stuff? Let's get that out of the way here. You're the uh, pugilist here. Let's, let's discuss yeah, that. So the lineal UFC heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou, who can hit as hard as being in a wreck at 45 miles per hour. That is a fact. Cool. Is taking on the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. The best defensive heavyweight boxer of all time in Tyson Fury. Here's Tyson the Fury thing. better defensively than Mayweather. Well, no, heavyweight at heavyweight. Oh, heavyweight, heavyweight. I got you. Yeah, right. heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah. Sorry, I missed um, that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Brent, look, if you watch the Deontay Wilder first fight with Tyson Fury, he dropped that motherfucker, and then Tyson Fury did the Undertaker sit up. Remember, like he was like, "I'm out," and he's like, "No, I'm not." Uh, so he can get hit. It's not like he is sure. untouchable. Yeah. And if Francis hits you you're going to sleep. So there's definitely a puncher's chance, right? There's more than a, it's like slightly better than a puncher's chance because Francis can box. I think his boxing did look good. Now again, pad work. Anyway, I can make anyone look great on pad work because it's really the guy that holds the pad that makes you look fucking good. But that's, that's just a little secret. Um, I think Tyson will carry him to around six rounds, seven rounds, and then take him out. Because Tyson Fury already signed for his next bout after this, which, you know, you don't want to tempt the boxing gods because the boxing gods, they'll sit up there on Mount Zion and, you know, fucking strike you down. Get as you got. As you. Right. So it could happen, but I would bet a TKO kind of like he gasses out and just was like, fuck this. And then gets hit, hit, hit. And then the ref stops it. Um, my guess, Tyson Fury, TKO round six. All right. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know anything about what you just said. I had the 20-year wedding anniversary, Ash, so thanks for that. And, yes, uh, God, I understand why you would feel bad uh, for my lovely wife. Um, She is a saint. Uh, Tom, um, what moment do you think was super important but is not talked enough about in comparison to other some of the largest moments in pro wrestling history? Which is a tough question, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, we've talked about so many moments in wrestling history, right? Um, 
I think what came to mind most immediately is one, um, uh, to me, I think you've harped on this a bit, is the idea of when WWE went public, right? Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is maybe not a wrestling moment, right? Like maybe that's a industry moment. So I'm still trying to rack my brain. Do you have anything that comes to mind immediately here with this? I was going to go outside the ring and I was going to go to kind of a butterfly effect. And my moment that I thought of instantly when asked this question was uh, Captain Lou Albano in Cindy Lauper's music video, thus creating a friendship between Cindy Lauper and pro wrestling and if you go back to that time period it was madonna and then cindy lopper like those were the two females in the industry kind of like right now there's beyonce and taylor swift it was like you got you know, so pro wrestling got one of them you know what i mean and if that doesn't happen the rock and wrestling relationship on mtv might not happen then if that doesn't happen vince doesn't get the momentum to say wrestlemania one And so then who the fuck knows, right? If Captain Lou is scheduling conflict and can't do it, and Cindy Lauper is like, well, that stinks. And it's just like a pro wrestling fan, but like has no connections. And then Vince is like, I'd really love to do a WrestleMania, but doesn't have that momentum of MTV behind him and doing the rock and wrestling and having Piper on and Hogan on and all that stuff. Maybe WrestleMania is more of a dud than anything else. And you know what I mean? Uh, I think of that. I also think of Ted Turner buying Crockett. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other one. Obviously that was a shooting star and it burned bright and then it, you know, fizzled out. Yeah. But it was a pretty big moment in pro wrestling. I think we're living in, you know, like, I think, I think if you asked us this question in 10 years, right. I think we might be able to look back and say, you know, when AEW decided to become a thing, right? Because I feel like mm-hmm. they have done a lot currently for the landscape of pro wrestling, right? But I think it's still too new, right, to mention like that as a as a moment that isn't discussed amongst the greatest moments, right? Well, one uh, that I was thinking of yeah. with AEW was Cody versus Dustin at their first pay-per-view when it was brother versus brother and then they yep. hugged and then like, I need a tag partner. Like that was their first oh shit, this is something that we can get yep. behind. You could argue that was their first big match. You could also argue the tag match at Revolution when it was Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Some people say that's the greatest tag team match of all time. Yeah. So I still think, I, I immediately go to NWO, and I know we all talk about you know the Hogan heel turn, you know the surprise reveal. Uh, to me, near as equally a big a moment was the very first pop-off of the Scott Hall showing up right Mm -hmm. just grabbing the mic and being like forget what you heard you know who i am right Mm -hmm. like everything was suddenly like i'm sorry what like you're you're acknowledging that we're like you know like all of that was suddenly like just a a holy shit moment i think it gets lost compared to the like hogan right like i think that moment was Mm -hmm. just kind of like oh shit everything is different now i'll give you one more now that we're kind of talking about in ring stuff that i don't think is talked about enough Six, Sean Waltman, Mm. coming back to WWE as X-Pac, because here's the the real transitional moment for WWF at the time, is obviously you had Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, and then Rick Rude as your DX, right? They go into WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels is too injured to continue, so he needs to take time off. 
if X-Pac and then Road Dog and Billy yeah, Gunn outlaws. joining, yep. right, if they join and it flops, then that's the end of DX. Like, they're yep. done. But X-Pac cuts that promo where he says, you know, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are being held hostage and, like, yeah. gets a kind of big-time promo. But then later on in the night, the New Age Outlaws join, and then you say, here's version two of DX. If yeah. that sucks, then that's done. Yeah, but I, I, it did lend because in that moment, the whole wrestling scene was dominated by this WCW versus WWF kind of idea, right? What people wish this AEW WWE thing was is mm-hmm. what it was back then. And so him coming over and now being able to like shit talk the other side, because that's what was going on over there, right? Like the WWF people were going from WWF to WCW, and they were all like, oh, now we get to say fuck him, and like this guy mm-hmm. who ruled over us with an iron fist, fuck him, right? And now we're all getting paid. Well, this was one of the first coming back the other way. Another one that reminds me there is the Jericho, like, reveal, because he was kind of that first, like, okay, now somebody's going from here over to there, because now mm-hmm. it's different, right? The old stars were going over there to kind of, like, get the spotlight over there. Here was a guy that was getting washed under saying... No, I think the grass will be greener over there, actually, right? that was He was kind yeah. of one of those first defectors, too, and that was a big moment. Yeah, but I just think, like, if X-Pac comes in and just goes, I'm X-Pac and we're here to beat people up, and everyone goes, that kind of sucked. Yeah, then, like, there's so much DX moments that never would happen. The invasion, remember when they took the fucking tank and went to WCW? So many of those things gets thrown out the window because yeah. – it didn't happen. You know what I mean? So that X-Pac promo was pretty monumental in retrospect for 100%. the Attitude Era. We would also like to know uh, what you thought of what Ash said in his call. Like, what were your big moments that you think aren't talked about enough amongst the great moments? Uh, send those into tableshow at gmail.com or just talk on Twitter, tableshow. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us. Uh, Jeffrey Sills here in the chat, which, by the way, you can chat along with us live uh, on the YouTube live streams. We do this Thursday nights. He says, oh, shit, did not think you guys were doing a show today because of Tim going to Germany, which we discussed earlier. You already heard Tom's going to Germany. Tom is going to go over there to Germany, and he's going to will the Kansas City Chiefs to a large victory while he's there. Um, But, no, that'll be next week, and there may be a show. I think I'm going to do it. We'll see, right? Maybe I get up and my fucking, you know, maybe my neck hurts. Yeah, fuck it. All right, Tom, are you ready? Uh, This guy, this... This trip uh, that Ash Hendrickson is on, thinking of all these historical moments, has got me in the mm-hmm. mood to continue that kind of journey to hop in the Spanish announced time machine and go. Back in time. And I'm excited to talk about what happened on this day. in pro wrestling history. Are you ready for some history lessons, Tom? Hell yeah, let's do it. All right. On this day. October 30th, nine, or excuse me, October 30th, 2019. Not going too far back on this one. Okay. AEW Dynamite aired from Charleston, or excuse me, Charleston, West Virginia. Adam Page defeated Sammy Guevara. The best friends of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent defeated Alex Silver, John Reynolds, and Cutie Marshall in a six-man tag match. Hey, guys. We haven't heard from Cutie in a while. The elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeated Angelico, Jack Evans, and Kip Sabian in a six-man tag match. The main event featured the finals of the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament, where the Lucha Bros lost to the first-ever AEW 
tag team champions. It is, uh, well, so are we wanting to call them SCU or are we going to call them yeah. Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian? Because well, it was we'll kind of like both. a. Yeah, we'll yeah. call them both. Yeah, it was SCU, specifically Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. They didn't free birds this title, mm-hmm. right? Like these were the dudes. Um, yeah, that was AEW Dynamite number five, right? That was still when mm-hmm. I was kind of like, what is this thing? Are we going to like this? This is going to be good. Because, you know, everybody knows here that's been watching us for a while. We're the biggest Young Buck fans in that whole, you know, I still don't like crew. Them. Yeah, I respect them now. <laughs> Look, I used to really hate them because I despised what they said they were because they couldn't prove it on legitimate stages, right? If you're doing PWG shows in front of 200 people in a bingo hall and then you want to say we're the best of all time, go sit on a dick. But if you're going to put on a television show, have constraints of commercial breaks and other segments and then you do your shit in there well now i respect you i still wouldn't like them i think like if i met them i'd like i'd want to get out of here like i don't want them but yeah my my disdain for them has definitely lessened and i respect what they do i still just nah, i like your friends i like kenny and, yeah. and hangman let's hang out with those guys let's push yeah. you to the side yeah if it was one of those where it's like Hey, you're gonna share a seat with them for a four-hour bus ride or something? Be like, eh. nope, not going to do it. And everybody's cell phone is dead, so you're all gonna talk. <laughs> we ain't talking about shit, boy. We ain't saying uh, nothing. Can't even wordle. Fuck. Yeah. All right, <laughs> you ready, Tom? <laughs> to go. Hell yeah. All right, let's see what happened. October 31st, 1989. WWF taped. Saturday night main event in Topeka, Kansas. Mm. The, mm-hmm, the ultimate warrior retained the intercontinental title when his opponent, Andre the Giant, was disqualified. The genius defeated Hulk Hogan via countout. Oh, okay. I was about to say, what yeah, the I know. I was, yeah. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes defeated the big boss man. Mr. Perfect defeated the Red Rooster. And the main event saw the Rockers win a two out of three falls tag team match against which tag team in what would prove to be that highly successful tag team's final time ever tagging together? Ooh, that's a great question. Rockers, 89, main event, Saturday night main event, taped about a month early in Topeka, Mm -hmm. Kansas at the Expo Center. Remember the Expo Center? Oh, yeah. Now, you're saying that their opponents... That mm-hmm. was their last time tagging Their last together. time ever tagging together. Very highly successful tag team. Been tagging together for years, if not decades. I would guess the Hart Foundation. Mm, good guess. It is not the Hart Foundation. Okay, Maybe one more. Let me give it. Yeah, 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 let me one more. Highly successful, but then they, they went their separate ways. The Rockers took them on. Fuck, that's a hard one. Because, like, you go to Demolition, you go to LOD. I'll give you a hint. You, I'll give you a hint. Even recently, within a few years back, we were thinking there was a possibility they might tag one more time. Is it the uh, Brain Busters? Arn it Anderson is the Tully- Brain Busters, oh! Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Yeah, I thought that might Hell be true. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, God 89. I wouldn't have guessed that's when they uh, called it the quits, but I guess uh, when they were done with their WWF run, maybe they didn't. Uh... Well, again rumor Hmm. so take it with a grain of salt okay but i think the consensus uh peeking behind the curtain was 
Tully Blanchard uh, tested positive for cocaine. And so then they said, get the fuck out. So that's what I remember. Now I could have misquoted it to someone else, but I think because when Arn Anderson goes back to WCW, Tully didn't go. Tully kind of just went in the wind. Um, so I think that's what happened. But man, the Brain Busters were so fucking cool, especially when they had Bobby Heenan, because neither guy could really, I mean, Tully could cut a good promo, but Heenan was on a different level, you know? So he just added that juice to the fucking awesomeness of what the Brain Busters were. I still wish timing would have worked out and Flair comes over, they're there, and then you get another, and then you have the four yeah. horsemen in WCW yeah. or in WWE. That would yeah, have been, been pretty amazing. incredible. Yeah. That would have been fun. All right. Topeka. Who knew? Mm-hmm. The death of the brain buster. <laughs> A lot of things go to Topeka to die. So yeah, that ain't, yeah. That really, there. yeah. On this day. November 1st. 2005. Mm-hmm. This is your prime right here. <laughs> WWE traveled to San Diego, California to air the second and final version of this pay-per-view type, which featured Kane and the Big Show defeating Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch for the World Tag Team titles, Batista defeating Jonathan Coachman in a street fight. Street fight. Trish Stratus retaining the women's title in a fulfill your fantasy battle royal against Ashley Mazzaro, Candice Michelle, Maria Kanellis, Mickey James, and Victoria. Don't even want to know what that was supposed to mean. Ric Flair retained the United States title, defeating Triple H in a steel cage match. And John Cena retaining the WWE title in a triple threat against Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. So again, this is the second and final version of this kind of pay-per-view Never to be done again after this one. Because of the coach and Batista, my mind went to Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> it's Taboo Tuesday, right? Where the fans would vote on something, right? <laughs> it was like a stipulation or an opponent or a whatever, right? Now, I read Brian Gort's book. He was the head writer for Raw during this time period. And one thing he mentions is Vince McMahon was adamant adamant that everything on taboo Tuesday or any fan voting was legitimate. There was no, there was no, well, Hey, it's Batista versus, you know, Sean Michaels, but then everyone voted for a coach and like, Nope, we're going with Sean. Everything from his account was legit because Vince wanted the spontaneous, he wanted it to be as spontaneous backstage as it was for us as the fan. So he was like, And I recall thinking when watching these, I was like, yeah, I feel like they might be legit, but I do feel like they give you some options to try to swing it some ways. And sometimes it was like the same thing. It was like a no holds barred match, a street fight, or, uh, you know what I mean? False count anywhere. And I was like, that's the same fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So from his account, he always said, uh, it was legit. Vince liked it to put the wrestlers on their toe. Cause he thought it was kind of a rib to him. To the wrestlers, coach, right? He was like, Coach in a street oh, fight you. gave it away yeah. for you. That's a good... yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Taboo Tuesday. I love it. All right. Back in time. All right. Let's see what happened. On this day. November 2nd, 1998. WWF Monday Night Raw was held in Houston, Texas. The Man. Brood wrestled to a no contest draw 
against the New Age Outlaws and X-Pac. Mm-hmm. Road Warrior Hawk wrestled to a no contest draw against Draws. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gold man, Dust. That, uh, yeah, Draws. That was so, well, no, that was such a bad storyline because that oh, was when yes. Draws was kicking Hawk out of the Legion of Doom and Hawk was like, I'm an alcoholic and he jumps off the fucking Titan Tron. Anyhow, yeah, sorry, go ahead. real bad. Mm-hmm. Well, Gold Dust wrestled to a no contest draw against Steven Regal. The Headbangers wrestled to a no contest draw against Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. Ken Shamrock was disqualified in his match against The Rock. And oh. Jeff Jarrett was disqualified in his match against Val Venus. They didn't like any finishes at this time. No. Nah, <laughs> didn't nah, like nah, finishing nah. matches. But this episode is most remembered for a backstage segment where Vince McMahon gifted an item to mankind. And this item would prove to be an iconic item in the WWF slash WWE universe for many years to come. Oh, oh. Whoops. Oh. No, no. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I was thinking initially, no. So Sokka was mankind's own thing when Vince was in the mm-hmm. hospital. Vince gave uh, McFoley, mankind, the hardcore championship. A hardcore championship right here. Which... Yeah. I don't know if it was proven or not, but everything that I heard was that title was actually the title that Mr. Perfect destroyed when yeah. Hogan was champion. Now, who right. knows if that's true so or they not. They just but... taped it up. It might have been. They might have just like had it in the thing. And he's like, yeah, fucking tape it up. Throw it yeah. together. It'll look good. Yeah. So. <laughs> who knows? Maybe if not. You know, just, yeah, yeah. But if you know if it was or not, uh, send us an email or you know, join us in the chat yeah. and let us know. All right. Well, this next one's going to be real easy. And in fact, we're not going, uh, we're staying in the same year. We're just moving ahead today. We're going to see what happens. On, on November 3rd, 1998, you already know the answer to this one. In one of the most shocking, unforeseen political upsets in United States history happened when this eventual WWE Hall of Famer was elected as governor of Minnesota. Oh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura. I at was so time, happy. Yeah, at the time, I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wrestling motherfuckers, what up? Everyone makes fun of us saying we're stupid. Fuck yeah. you. I'm moving to Min. I remember telling people, it's like, <laughs> I'm moving to Minnesota. I bet you wrestling's going to be great there. <laughs> now, look, he had his faults. <laughs> yeah. I always felt like he was well-intentioned, right? Oh, of he course. Was a little- he is yeah. well-intentioned. Yeah, conspiracy, conspiratorial at times, right? right. Very, yeah, yeah. But now he's not down the rabbit hole of current conspiracy theory people. But yeah, everything had a little bit of a curve of like, I'm ninety percent with you, brother. Yeah, like, just yeah. He'd be like, we need to do this thing and this thing, and we should be taking care of these people. I'll be like, you're right. And he'd be like, and the government doesn't want you to know that because they're trying to like, all right, dude, come, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Can we just mm-hmm. do the thing that you said? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, kind of exactly. where I'm at, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that was our fun trip. What'd you think? Oh, that was fun. I that love it. Fun. I love yeah. doing this. It makes me so happy just to think back. And if I get one right, like the, uh, yeah. again, I didn't get it initially, but getting the brain busters right, that's always fun. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm man. So we didn't get the brain busters, the one last, you know? Let's get them in there and brain bust somebody. They probably can't get somebody to do the thing. Well, man, if you go back to All Out, here's the thing about AEW that's hard for me. Everything's so fucking cool mm-hmm. that it kind of blends together. Because with WWE, 
for the most part. And again, if you disagree with me, I don't give a shit. You're wrong. Yeah. But WWE, for the most part, fucking sucks so bad that when they do happen to do the cool thing, it's monumental in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn hitting Roman Reigns in the back with the chair at SummerSlam stands out right. because the previous four weeks, they didn't do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and they just AEW, kept saying, like, he's going to hit him. It's like, all right, well. You know, yeah. <laughs> but with AEW, like we're going to talk about, you know, here in a minute, there's so many things that are awesome where you're like, oh, that was so fucking cool. And then you get like six months away from it and you're like, well, wait a minute. So did MJF beat up juice Robinson the same night as no, that's not right. So mm. Adam, Cole, like, you know, and everything gets jumbled because it's so fucking cool. Every time again, yes. they have misses, but for the most part, it's fucking hitting home. Runs. I have not once. I felt like watched a dynamite and at the end been like, man, probably yeah, could have went without I, that. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I, I have, there's definitely been episodes and even moments where you're like, oh, that could have been better, right? Ugh, shit. But I've never once thought, I don't want to watch this next week. Yeah. Yeah. It got close. There was a close moment back with, I still remember this episode because it was so bad. This is, I think, their worst episode. If you go back during yeah. the pandemic era and when the episode ended with Mike Tyson and Henry Cejudo. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Rashad Evans coming yes. in to like attack Jericho. I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? We ain't no. Yeah, the uh -uh. callback from the first Jericho Tyson yeah. thing in that one. Yeah, right? in WWE. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, no, yeah. don't fucking. Do I don't want Henry Cejudo in here. He's cringe. And I was like, fuck that. But then they got back on track. You know, I was starting when Dan. I loved Dan Lambert's inclusion, but when he started bringing all his merry band of dude that all sucked, mm. I was like, I, mm. I don't want this, right? I would yeah. love Dan Lambert, but let's get rid of everybody he wants to tag along with him here. Exactly. I don't need Arlovsky or Junior Dos Santos, all salt of the earth, great human beings, but I don't need yeah. those motherfuckers. It's probably why we don't have Dan Lambert around is probably because he was like, listen, I'm only here to promote. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if I can't have my dudes, and they're like, all right, fine. Oh, right, what if me. he's the devil? What if he's the devil? And he brings in his group. That who would be easy. We're going to talk a lot about who is the devil tonight. As we well, let's get right AW into it. Dynamite. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's get right into it. So, uh, oh, AEW hey. Dynamite. Go ahead. This is a great moment for all of you podcast listeners. You know, we love you podcast listeners, but like mm -hmm. you should be watching oh, yeah. the live streams. But podcast listeners, you can pause the podcast. You can go to SpanishDownstable.net and click the buy a t-shirt link. Buy a t-shirt that helps support us. You get a nice t-shirt. It's from Pro Wrestling Tees. It's Everything's great. great. They they operate so well. But anyway, AEW Dynamite. Tom, I loved this episode. What'd you think? Well, it kicked off at, at a 10, right? On a scale of 1 to 10, this was a 10 right from the jump. We get MJF backstage with Renee Paquette. And he goes, let's just cut to the chase. I'm going to call a friend. And he calls Adam Cole and Adam Cole answers. And as soon as he's like, Adam, Hey friend, pal, Roderick strong in the kingdom come in. And they're just yelling Adam, Adam. And then MJF like hangs up. He's like, God damn it. Yeah. And Roderick strong just straight up says to MJF, Hey, I think you're the devil. I think you're the one dressing up yeah. like the devil. We're going to pretend like it's not. 
Right. And he goes, and because of our mutual best friend, we'll help you out. And MJF is like, oh, cool. And Roderick Strong, for some reason, still in a wheelchair, even (laughs) though he's wrestled. Yeah. It's it's his neck that hurts, but he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Right. And he's wrestled. We've seen him wrestle and then put it back on. But uh, MJF walks up to him. You have to rest it, Tom. That's why he can wrestle, because he rests it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's science. Mm -hmm. But. MJF walks up to him science. and then goes like science, science. scrapping. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he walks up to him. He's like, Oh, you, you really uh, going to help me out. That's great. And he just wheels him off site and just off camera. And then he gets right into the camera's uh, well, face. I love the Keystone cops reactions from the oh, kingdom. Fucking stumbling out of there and don't even try to like defend their friend. <laughs> love yeah. It. Well, they got to get yeah. their friend. He's going. Well, down yeah. He's going to die. Yeah, he's going to roll yeah. off down the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then MJF turns his attention to the camera and he lets the Bullet Club Gold, the gangbang gang, he lets them know, I'm going to fuck up Juice Robinson. And mm-hmm. guess what? Jay White, it is on your hands. This blood that is about to spill is your fault. And we get right to it. So Juice Robinson comes out with uh, the ass boys and they're like, yeah, we're cool. MJF walks out and there ain't no fucking. Look at me. Hey, I'm it's run right to the ring and fucking up Juice Robinson. So, Tim, what'd you think of the backstage interview segment? And what did you think about the dynamite dynamite diamond ring finale match? I guess is what we're calling it. Uh love the opening segment and took me off guard because we don't normally do that with dynamite. It's normally fireworks. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. And let's get to the match, right? Um <laughs> So it threw me. I was like, "Oh, this kind of feels like a collision or a, or a whatever, mm-hmm. right?" And then, yeah, I mean, him getting fired up, right, saying, "I want to shoot you," basically is what he told him, right? Something along mm-hmm. those lines. And mm-hmm. then we get into this match, right? And MJF is fired up, ready to fight, right? And um, uh, the match was awesome, right? I liked uh, this. We've talked about this where MJF he can make the mundane parts of matches feel like the big parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the storytelling in there was great. I liked how, you know, I don't know if you saw the shit in Grinny ad when he like gets the real ring on, right? Oh yeah. And he goes and knocks him out. Um, just a whole lot going on, right? The rest were involved with the ass boys and all the in and out, like all of this was really well planned out and they hit their marks really well. I thought this was really well done. Um, as far as like the dynamite diamond ring thing, I don't like at some point, because it's MJF's thing now that, like, I kind of feel like I don't know that I want it to exist later when MJF's done with using it, right? Like, I don't know that it means anything now <laughs> after him, right? Yeah, so I honestly thought going into this, Juice Robinson would win and we would continue the story of the dismantling of the MJF, you know, on his high Everything horse beam, the have, man. Right. right everything you had so now the diamond ring's gone you don't even possess your championship and going into the pay-per-view it was going to be essentially what i thought yeah. could have got the tag team title belt too we could have just start stealing things from week by week right? well and we'll get to the post match here in just a second but yeah i thought it was going to be everything is taken away from mjf and then here's how i thought it was going to go down i thought juice was going to win this then I thought the ass boys, not at the pay-per-view, I thought it was going to be like a collision, would beat MJF for the tag titles. Then he doesn't possess his own title. So he's going into the pay-per-view, crying into his beer. And that's when Adam Cole comes back. And he's like, hey, man, 
what are you doing? You're the yeah. best in the world. And then MJF is like, that's right. I got my best friend. And then he just fucks up Jay White that night. And then we get a hug again from Adam Cole and MJF and, you know, friendship wins. And that's how we end the pay-per-view. I thought that's where we were going. With Adam Cole staring at the title a little too long. A little bit, right? But he still got his foot all <laughs> fucked up. So Just a little yeah. bit. Just a, like a tiny little, like a. Yeah. Always. Go. Yeah. I always think he should do that. So, but, but we didn't get that, right? So MJF wins the Dynamite Diamond Ring. I think a good story, you know, moving forward is because at, cert- at, at a certain point, MJF is going to be the veteran, right? Like he's, st- he's in his prime right now. He was the up and comer. Now he's in his prime, but there's going to be a moment where he becomes veteran and you get someone who is the new MJF to be like, oh, you did that in your first year. I'm doing it my first week and he wins it, you know, something like yeah. that. And then MJF is like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, something like that would yeah. be cool. Well, and this blew up a little bit, I think, right? Or did that come later in the show? That was after this. No, right? this Where, yeah. The first mm-hmm. 30 minutes is MJF's world getting <laughs> is, smaller and smaller. Yeah. MJF, the, the theme minute. of tonight is MJF and got no friends. Right? Well, like MJF, yeah. Yeah. yeah, MJF has a lot of targets on him. So mm-hmm. MJF wins the match. As soon as it's over, the ass boys attack him. So they're beating him up. Then the kingdom half ass go in there and they're like, we'll try to fight you. And the ass boys kind of puff their chest up. And so the kingdom's like, oh man, we fall yeah, they down. They powder out real quick. Yeah, they, oh, they dismantle man. them in short order. Just whoop. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But like the kingdom's still standing around, right? It's not yeah, like they're like, oh, we, oh, oh, we, man, uh, we tried. Yeah, yeah. boys. Right. <laughs> so then that brings out the acclaimed, and the acclaimed do clear out the ring. So they clear out the gangbang group and they go up to the top of the stage. Jay White oh, to his credit, because I like what Jay White did here, because Jay White acknowledged all the other targets. He said don't think about Samoa Joe. Don't think about Kenny Omega. Don't think about your friends, uh, yeah. Adam Cole Not and all in his own bubble. He's like, I see what you got going on, but like focus on me. I am the real threat. Yeah. I liked what he said there, which is great. Right. And that is, it makes for a great wrestling promo. Right. But this is where you have to suspend some of your disbelief. It's cause like you wouldn't want him focusing on you. You want him, you know, you want well, him distracted on all the folks. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I, I think, more so of what he was saying is like, I'm the boogeyman. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to get you. You're distracted so like, with all them, but like, you don't need to worry about them. Cause it's going to be me before it's them. Right. Exactly. And so right. don't worry about right? them. Yeah. Like, so now relax. He cuts guy. I'm, I'm here to help you. You don't got to worry about them. Cause it's going to be me that fucking murders you. <laughs> and that's yeah. essentially what he said. Yeah. Right. And so then MJF takes the mic and goes, you know what? You asshole. You four versus me and three friends, and we're gonna we're gonna fight. And so then gangbang groups like, cool, all right, bye. Oh well, I, I apologize. Then the ass boys grab the microphone and says, "Hey, we want your Ring of Honor World Title titles. Why not at the pay per view? We wrestle you for it." And MJF is like, "Deal, fuck you, Fine. got it, sure." And so. Before we get into all the other stuff, let's stop right here real quick. Do yeah. you think it's, again, another two-on-one where MJF defends both titles by himself? Or, and I'm fast-forwarding a little bit. We'll get to it, but fast-forwarding a little bit. Later on in this episode, Samoa Joe walks up yeah. to MJF and mm-hmm. says, I'll be your friend. And MJF is like, cool. And then Samoa Joe says, 
the condition is that I get my rematch. So do you think Samoa Joe fills in that spot that Adam Cole had? Probably now that you mentioned that. Like, So I took that in the moment, which, by the way, was an awesome moment, and Samoa mm-hmm. Joe killed that moment, and so did MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was just one of those, like, another target on your back, you know, he needs to find three people, be Joe and some people, right? Um, but I didn't think about that. That fits better. Joe's going to be his tag team partner for the tag match because he's ROH. And mm-hmm. then I, I, I still think it's the ass boys uh, and, and gun maybe that, that fill in for the other three when he needs the four on four. I'm not still sure where we're going with that one yet. Um, because he's on, gotta find, so he's yeah. got to find three people for the four on four. I right. still kind of think it's going to wind up being the ass boys and Billy gun that he picks. Oh, the acclaimed. Um, oh, yeah. Excuse me. The acclaimed. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The acclaimed. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I think it's going to be the acclaimed and Billy Gunn ass. I'm, I'm thinking ass, right? I got an ass on my mind. Who isn't? So I was thinking, who isn't? Boys, yeah. you know, who yeah. amongst us? Replace random words with ass. Um, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. But I don't know. That was an interesting part of this is when, you know, he's like, all right, you find three people. And that's when he's like, I love that when he's like, when he's like Maxwell or whatever, when uh, Roddy's like Max, yeah. and he's like, "Dude, I'm right here. Right. Stop fucking yelling at me!" <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing? What? And he was yeah. like, "You're gonna pick us, right?" And he's like, "Fuck no, right?" Like, disputes them and, and or just dismisses them in short order. And then we get Max Caster right saying, "So it's us, right?" And he's like, "Fuck no!" Like, I don't like you, like ever, never, right? Paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. And then the best part of this is he casters like tries to convince him anyway, gives him the scissors. He doesn't like hit his hand away. He doesn't whatever. He closes the scissors and that sets Billy Gunn off. If you didn't oh, yeah. see that, he's like, yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> like he was ready to close the fucking scissors, man. Um, yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Cause that's man. That is, he's our scumbag, right? And he's the face now, but he's our scumbag. But, like, that is heart-stabbing moment to somebody, right? Max Caster has had best intentions, just likes this guy. And he's like, I've never liked you. Mm-hmm. Caster took it in stride, right? He had his ever smile on his face, but there's more to go there, right? They're going to either turn on MJF at some point or he's going to, like, give in and see something in them right i don't know which way we're going here with this so there's a wild card who's he gonna pick like who's gonna be his three folks i don't know i i really don't know especially Mm -hmm. talking about later in the episode when samoa joe said he'll be his friend because then you would think well that's one spot and right acclaimed are three people right Right. the the act is three people right so yeah one of them's out now that could happen and MJF could say, yeah, I've got Bowens and Billy Gunn, but Max, like, you're not in. It's Samoa Joe, Bowens, and Billy Gunn. Max, stay this in the back. You're setup. too weird. This is a perfect setup, Tom. Uh, we forgot to mention in the first uh, oh, opening yeah. segment, there was a flash the of the devil. The devil and there's a yeah. lot of mentioning of, of, of MJF being the devil. Is Max Caster the devil? No, I don't think so. I that would be one of the coolest twists to all of this if Max Caster was the devil. It would. That would be, and it could, look, I'm not saying 100% no way because. Sure. Their act is so does, hot right now. It's hard to, well, to pull them away, but. Well, if we take a moment to 
take a step back, we haven't talked about, hey, scissoring's fun and your rap is always cool, but we kind of know what's going to yeah, happen. We get it week, now. Right. Yeah, we yeah. get it. So if the devil and his, you know, demons are the trio's champions, well, who the fuck's going to beat them? Right. Then they become a different type of champion. So I'm not saying it won't happen. My thought, if we're going to talk real quick about who the devil is, and we'll get back into the rest of the fallout after this match, because there's a ton more to talk about. My gut, and I have no facts. I don't read any fucking mm-hmm. Wade Meltzer bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, well, there's someone that's been missing who's pretty controversial. And if you just brought him back and said, hey, this week he's back, it'd be kind of underwhelming and people want to boo him. So my gut keeps saying that the devil is Jack Perry. Because if you go back, MJF, especially when it was the four pillars match, MJF kept hammering home, you know, Jungle Boy, if you just give in, like you would take this whole company over. Well, he got rid of CM Punk, right? That could be the narrative. He got rid of CM Punk. And now who can stop me? I got rid of your biggest threat. Yeah. I did give in to what you said, Max. I'm the fucking devil. Yeah, huh? I'm coming for you, right? You thought you well, were no, the devil? No, no, I just, <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of those things of like, thank you for letting me see your mm. way. But then, yeah, I'm taking out. I don't I know. I gotcha. I don't hate the idea of like, I mean, I know he's the devil, right? We're we're calling him Jeff the devil and that's probably going to stick. That's going to be a thing that he'll use forever. But like, I don't hate the idea of like the devil mask being like stolen often. And like, it's always a wild card of like, we don't know who the fuck was behind the devil mask Mm -hmm. when we see the devil mask. Yeah. It's the most intriguing thing because the other thing that I like that some people online when I'm live tweeting do not like is that we're not being hit over the head with this, mm-hmm. right? It's not every week when MJF comes out, yeah. we see the devil thing. It's it's subtle. It's here. It, a couple There's weeks. It's a major it wild here. card, but they don't reference it even really. The announcers never even talk about it. Well, yeah, and. and and there's a week where it doesn't get mentioned mm-hmm. and then it gets mentioned twice, like in last night's episode. And then the week before, you know, nothing yeah. again. So like it's yeah, not subtle. The shit talk WWE all the time, but like we would get the Snickers recap and it would show the mask and fucking yeah. like, okay, we know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Slim Jim sponsored devil mask, right? It would be some bullshit like that. Yeah. They fucking yeah. suck. Um, yeah, brought to you by speed stick. Yeah. <laughs> are you the devil but need to smell good speed stick and he's like oh i'm the devil hey i smell good Ugh. i can get some women right anyhow um so yeah i do not know green. Who, yeah <laughs> i do not know who the devil is but there's still so much more to unpack here so, so as much. you mentioned mm-hmm. max kind of says no to everyone which one point i wanted to say about that is as you've said he is our scumbag right the thing that I like about the MGF character that I've said uh, a couple times on the podcast is he's not doing the babyface trope where, well, I'm a good guy and you're a good guy. So we're all friends. He's we're like, automatically friends. It's understood. We'll tag team together. No questions asked. Right. Nope. Nope. Fuck that. Right. Don't like Do you do. Like yeah. Right. Nope. Not for it. Right. Don't forget so, all the shit you said about me fucking 10 yeah. years ago. Fuck you. 
all your weird mm-hmm. massages when I'm doing something else, you know, fuck yeah. you, right? So yeah. I like that MJF stays true to who he is. He's not just babyface, so I'm babyfaces. So that we get that, right? So he shuts the scissors, he walks up to the stage, and he's going to the back. Shut the scissors, the back. <laughs> so he's going to the back, and mm-hmm. then we hear Kenny Omega's God. music hit. And we get, and I believe, I don't know if this is to be true, but to me it is because my memory is kind of bad, but also kind of good. I think this is the first stare down on AEW television of MJF and Kenny Omega. Well, when he did the 13 days, bitch, but like in the arena in front of the the crowd, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's what I'm not, not a backstage, like a real, like we could fight, you know? Oh, and this was big. This felt big time. This felt big yeah. moment. Before they said a word, this felt big. I was like, oh, shit. I, like, paused everything I was doing. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, what are we watching here? Well, and what's so cool about this is the story. You know, let me take a step back here. One criticism that I think is valid to a certain extent is there's a lot of shotgun storytelling, right? Uh, you know, Willer Yuta says that Ricky Starks is kind of a shit person, so they're going to wrestle in two days on the pay-per-view. What, what the hell is that about, Right. But this one has a story built in. Kenny Omega says, hey, I want to defend my streak of being the longest AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You're about to break it, so I don't want that to happen. So give me a match. And he asked for a match. And MJF, boy, I tell you what, he was like Jim Carrey and Yes Man and just saying Mm -hmm. yes to fucking everything. (laughs) And he says, yeah, let's do it. Collision Saturday night. And Kenny Omega ends the little stare down with three days, bitch, mm-hmm. and walks off. Dude, I loved everything about this. And I'm not even like the hugest Kenny Omega guy, right? So, but I just, you know the moment, right? Like, we 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 know the moment. And again, again collision, it fits into the time frame. That's the only thing I would have fixed is Kenny Omega would have said, collision is the day, right? Like, mm-hmm. Max just knew, fine, collision, right? Like, so I thought that's the only thing I would have switched there. But, like, it was great. It, there was... It was brief, right? We didn't need a lot of back and forth. This also, and again, this continues throughout the night. The story we're telling here is, like you said, there's a lot of targets on Max, but it's he can't take a step. He can't be like, all right, and fuck you. Now I'm going to go over here. And he turns around, and there's a motherfucker in his face being like, tick, tick, motherfucker, I'm coming for you. And he's like, Jesus Christ, fine, bitch, right? And he <laughs> sidesteps that guy. And then there's another big motherfucker, and he's like, I'm going to eat you for lunch. And he's just like... Oh, this sucks and be like, but but what we also like about the MJF character is that he's got the confidence, right? Even when you see the worry in his face for a moment, he's got the confidence. He's like, fine, whatever. I will figure it out and I will fucking beat you, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. by hook or by crook, I'm gonna get there. It's just so amazingly well done, right? He can't turn around, he can't do a promo, he can't go see the doctor backstage without somebody coming up and being like, I'm on your ass. And it's just like he's got nowhere to turn, right? Got no, his only friend in the world is hurt and he's got nowhere to turn. Albeit, he is turning down some folks, right? Different reasons, but he's turning down friendships. Yes, he is. Uh, and he's, yeah, maybe that's what the lesson is, is learning that you can have more than just one friend in Adam Cole. We'll see what that story is. The thing that I liked about the stare down between Kenny Omega and MJF is, yeah, to your point, I'm not. Kenny Omega is the best. I I think he's fine. Yeah. He's fun. He's definitely yeah. growing on me. Right. But it's the representation of two different 
for lack of a better term, pillars in this company. Pillars. Mm -hmm. And now they're coming face to face. It would be as if to to use a WWE reference, in, in my opinion, what would be cool is if Roman Reigns and Gunther went face to face just randomly just we saw yeah imperium and the bloodline and you're like what the fuck that is so awesome. that's the thing is right right we're talking already we're like this mjf story is so crazy he can't turn around he's doing this this person's saying this he's got to decide between these people why is this weird guy all creepy massage him all the time and like mm-hmm. all these things and then oh also in walks one of the biggest names in wrestling who says hey my streak of longest reigning champion here is on the line Let's do it on the day of, right? Like, like, how does that fucking happen? And let's mm-hmm. just fuck. It's like, that just is a quick sidebar amongst the thing. It's a main event match of any other pay-per-view in any other setting. But oh, yeah, yeah. we're just like, throw this in there too. Fucking chaos for Max. Yeah. Well, let's throw on a little bit more chaos. So after that segment ends, we go to a commercial break. We come back. And here's Wardlow, and he's running the Rocky Stairs. <laughs> Wardlow, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about Wardlow, yeah. And Wardlow says, he talks about essentially going to a dark place, and then he watched MJF become the face of this company, the main event of the biggest show of all time, and now he wants revenge, and he's going to take everything from MJF. Because he remembers when he wrestled MJF, it was four power bombs and a foot on your chest. I'm flexing one, two, yes. three, and you go off on a stretcher, right? Yep. So now we have Wardlow also saying, I'm going to kill you. This was the best thing we've ever gotten from Wardlow. Now, this is a vignette, right? So we had a lot of take twos here, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. uh, now this makes sense. There should be a lot of these guys who are like, I'm sorry, excuse me. He's your fucking guy. Do you know? You saw what he did to me. Like, this is your fucking guy. No more, right? Like, people should be going crazy over that. And War, though, being one of them makes the most sense. Um, again, it makes the most sense, but pro wrestling folklore tells us that we have to immediately have those two square off and do something about it. But nope, he's one of Not 17 yet. motherfuckers yeah. beating down MJF's door, waiting for him in parking lots and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we're going to see a different type of story told from Wardlow, a slow burn, I would guess. Yep. And it's all going. At, it, it's, it reminds me of uh, the, the scary movies when Wardlow Jason. The devil. No, I don't think. Ooh, no, no. Now, this is me just looking mm-hmm. the, the the person who's the devil skinny. It's not as big. Yeah. And right. now that's just, but it could be right. Fuck it. We right. put a mask on everyone, you know, well, I, I now, would have somebody pose if I was trying to throw them off the scent too. Right. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I can pose in this mask real quick and then we'll set this video. Yeah. So what I like about the Wardlow story, it is, I, I believe it's going to be a slow burn. I don't think we're going to get a match with MJF and Wardlow in three weeks. Right. Nothing like that, but it's the, my old behavior is coming back to bite me in the ass, right? The person I used to be, well, I'm not that anymore. That doesn't mean you get to just keep walking. You did it. Yeah, you did it to me. I remember. Yeah, and so now we got to have that, you know, it's like one of those things where you you lie and try to get away with the situation, and then you're like, oh, I would never do that again. That was so bad of me. Because you can even have MJF. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean, yeah. 
I was gonna say, and but then the lie comes out, you know, yeah. in, in front of everyone, and you're like, but I'm not that person, and everyone's like, dude, you fucking suck. Murder. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh man. So yeah, so, yeah this is the great crazy. thing because MJF could even be like why are you after me? Like you already beat me. Like you, you know what I mean? You got your revenge. I'll be like, yeah, but then I saw you succeeding. And the point was not to just beat you uh-huh. to fucking make you fail in life. And that's what I'm here to do. So this is yeah. forever now. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is, you know, currently Wardlow is just a man on a mission, right? He's not baby face or heel. He's just saying his intention and he beats up jobbers, which is as pedestrian as it can get. Right. The interesting part about this is, do we then now run this back MJF Wardlow, but roles are reversed. Wardlow becomes this obsessive maniac and then almost starts to get his ego out of check where he's like, but I'm the greatest. No one can fucking fuck at me. You know, yeah, Yeah, I'm the best, you know, and you're like, he starts powerbombing people too much. And we're like, dude, calm, stop, please. Yeah. And has a family. Well, yeah, because one thing that I could see that easily would happen as this slow burn starts to get a little hotter is he's power bombing. Let's just say it's um, Ortiz. Ortiz is a baby face, right? He mm-hmm. he power bombs him, and then he power bombs him, and then he power bombs him, and the ref is like, "Stop, stop, stop!" And he's like, "Motherfucker, it's your turn then." And then he power bombs the ref, and then he power bombs him. Yeah, well. You know what I would do? Ooh, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? You know what I would do for funsies? Our bomb Aubrey. <laughs> Is that where you're going to go? I knew that's where you were going to go, yeah. Yeah. Again. So he's, he, you could do that, right? So he then starts powerbombing the refs. A bunch of other refs come out to stop it. He powerbombs another one. He powerbombs another one. He powerbombs another Oops. That was Aubrey. Whoops. Don't care. Powerbombing the next one. Powerbombing the next one, right? And we're all just like, the whole crowd would stop. You know what I mean? Okay, so we did this once. Remember when Mark Sterling was like Wardlow versus 23 oh, yeah. referees and security guards, right? So we've done that a little bit. <laughs> That's true. So here's the little here's the little tweak that I would do. Okay, so he's power bombing all these people, right? Power bomb, power bomb, power. And then he goes red, right? He sees red. He just on autopilot of violence. You know who he power bombs that stops the world in their tracks? Tony fucking Khan. Oh. He'd do it too. He would take <laughs> and, that powerbomb. Yeah. But guess who comes to his rescue? The guy that said, you fucking Mark MJF. Woo! Tell me you wouldn't buy a ticket. The for corporate that. champion. Oh. <laughs> the corporate but in but in a but in a different but sense, in a baby right? face like, way. Yeah, right. In a different yeah. time frame. Yeah. Oh, Ah, oh, that would be great. Okay, let's get back. Higher so, time. Higher time. I'm telling you, that would be great. That would be great. All right, so now let's get back into some in-ring action. We get just some fun stuff. Again, we're in Philadelphia, and so we get the Dark Order, who is doing really good. I love their shirt that says, um, oh, I can't remember what it says, but it says, do good. And it's, oh, Dark Order is good, but then highlighted is the D-O and then good, do good. Mm-hmm. But they're obviously heels. Like it. Yeah. Um. But they took on Hook, 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 and Rob Van Dam. And yet again, there, there wasn't a lot of meat on the bone to this one. But yet again, Rob Van Dam wrestles as if he's 31. He's 82 even though years he's old. 82 with Just you know, ripped five knees. bong hits before he came yep. out there. 
which good if you're taking that much violence of course the yeah. thing that i thought I was fun, the show so, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so hook and our hook and rob van dam win right we got to get the philly pop for rob van dam he's a legend and a legend in philadelphia on top of that look at this ecw motherfuckers right mm-hmm. but the thing that i thought was interesting and even i think excalibur brought it up is you started to see like a little smile from hook he's like hey look it's me. Yeah, yeah. We did we and got a little like, bit of hook you're like, hey, bud, that's not you. You know, you mentioned this. There wasn't a whole lot of meat on the bone to this, right? It was what it was. It was to get the Philly crowd into it. We had some a big moment before that. We've got to kind of get everybody back into a fun environment. And we've got Hook. And so I'm kind of half-tuning out kind of what's going on, doing some other things, kind of, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on. But, you know, he hit he Excalibur, hit the line a couple times, the cold-hearted, handsome devil hook right cold-hearted handsome devil hook you seen him do anything cold-hearted since he's been here i feel like we need something now from hook right like I, yeah, yeah his face everybody's behind him but like can we get something i feel like he hasn't done anything right yeah i feel i feel like what they're trying to say is he's a man on his own that's the cold-hearted he's it's not the, like he's brooding right. right yes yeah right but to your point if you're gonna say cold-hearted devil devil then you yeah. gotta st- so again cold-hearted handsome devil let's get this dude in some suits like i know that's not what he does but like let's get him fucking or not or contemporary stylings or something right let's make him a rock star and let's do something here Damn. yeah say his say his nickname one more time the cold-hearted handsome devil What's that last word you said? Oh, that's the devil. Oh, could it be Hook? <laughs> See, this is what I love about the, like, who done it here? We don't know who the fuck yeah. this devil is. It could be MJF, for all we fucking know. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Or it could be Hook. Why yeah. the fuck not, right? could Hook be Roddy Strong, for all we fucking know. It could be him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of fun. Rob Van Dam looks like a million dollars. John Silver did great. All of them did really well. All right, so then we move on and we get the newest movie from Tony Storm, who we're informed is getting a title shot at the pay-per-view against whoever would win the match later on in the night. The thing that I thought was interesting is uh, we get another silent film, which was very, it was done very well, but we get a butler and the butler is drum roll uh-huh luther, luther. so <laughs> what the fuck is you that? know i think this fits right so oh, yeah. we wanted it to be rj city right mm-hmm. and rj city would nail it but rj city i like him in his other roles he does so many other things well that somebody needs to be bought in for this one right unless he was going to do this like jesus christ i'm only here because she's making me it's weird i'm, I'm thing and i don't know that has a whole lot of legs right this mm-hmm. fits where we got somebody who's the bought in butler, right? Shout out Belvedere, uh, in mm-hmm. WL. Um, mm-hmm. but this is perfect for she's crazy, she thinks she's legit, got a butler, and this is way better than Luther's anything he's done before or after here for AEW. Uh, so this will go well, I think. I think he's gonna be good in this role. And if it's for Luther's character with Tony Storm, he's also fucking nuts because the, the vibe that he gives off, especially when you saw him in the silent film is adam's family remember that mm-hmm. fucking bald guy from adam's family where he's yep. kind of creepy but he's kind of lovable right he yeah. wasn't the worst thing but in the this world, could but... go yeah this this doesn't feel comedy right this feels a little dark like he's he's gonna fucking he's gonna help her cheat well to here yeah yeah and he just feels as psychotic as she does right she's yeah, off she's her out of it. She that's what i mean know. so yeah. is he yeah that's what i meant like awesome. rj city would have to play the like 
I'm only doing this because I'm like I'm kind of like I have to like I can't but like this guy yeah yeah and he'll pull yeah. off the weird and creepy definitely uh so we get that then we come back from break because that airs during the commercial break in picture mm-hmm. in picture then we get Sting and Darby Allen come out and Sting thanks Philadelphia which hey I don't know the cities that Sting wrestled in by heart and what matters to I, him or not yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. When I think of Sting, I'm thinking of the Carolinas. Yeah, I'm thinking of Atlanta, Georgia. I don't think Philadelphia. But hey, maybe maybe there was an amazing match that I forget about that it holds a special place in his heart. But he thanks Philadelphia. Maybe he wrestled Sid Vicious there, and yeah, who knows? (laughs) He thanks Tony Khan. He says that Darby Allen is his greatest tag team partner. And even people were like, and he even said like, oh, you thought I was going to say Lex Luger? <laughs> no, it's Darby. Before we move on from that, and we can expand on this part later, I think that's going to be used later when his final match is against a heel Darby Allen who turned on him. Look, the slow burn, if that happens, because you could feel keep... like it has to. What are we doing at this point if it's not? Yeah, the, the hard thing with Darby Allen as a heel is it's kind of one note. And I'm not saying that his baby face is True. multi-layered, yeah. but here's here's where I would do it. But like why here's is he where coming would... around with Sting on his like on his fucking wave your hat retirement tour, right? Like Okay, Tom's here's got the Here's what I would do. Cuz I like this story. The, the story of of hard choices is more interesting to me than bitter rivals i'm not saying i don't like bitter rivals that's awesome right sabu and taz i'm you know i love a lot of the bitter rivals john cena and edge they did great shit right but i like more of a story that likens itself to rick flair Shawn michaels where Shawn michaels said i'm sorry i love you and i gotta super kick you mjf has to determine if he's willing to give samoa joe a title shot because he needs backup help for an upcoming match like that's a that's a choose yeah. your own adventure fork in the road that you have to do like that. I think that's kind of along the lines you're talking about, right? Well, so, yeah, I would put Darby Allen in the position of if I don't beat Sting, then that means I'm fucked. So then we get Darby versus Sting, but it's Darby Allen doing the I'm sorry, I love you AEW version. And that's what takes Sting out because let's get back into the segment. Tony. Shivani gets the microphone, which was great because Sting was like, Tony wants to say something. So I guess I got to yeah. give it to him. Tony was like, hey, man, I got to, I got to, like, sorry. We can't go it. over. Okay. We can't <laughs> yeah. go over here because we got another gas bag that's about to talk. I love it because Sting was just kind of like, okay, I got, Tony wants to, like, you know, he yeah. wasn't like too upset, but I think he got it. He was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, all right, all right, I'm, like, I'm just the greatest, but all right. <laughs> so Tony Shivani, and this is where phrasing could be better because it felt weird to say, that Sting's gift is a human, <laughs> human being. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your human Sting. It was like, what? <laughs> Here's your seventy-five-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> now, Ric Flair comes out. It seemed to me, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't know if Sting's this good of an actor. It seemed like Sting I don't think Sting was- knew he was there. Yeah, I don't Genuinely think Sting was there because when he went, the, oh, shit, like, we've never seen yeah. Sting act that well. We've seen Sting act surprised, and he didn't look that believable ever in his life. 
uh, and yeah. even recently, right? So, yeah, I don't think he knew it was there, which is crazy because they were talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they were they were able to talk, so it was fun. Yeah, and so Ric Flair comes out, and he gives all the compliments to Sting, says he's the nicest man in pro wrestling history, which is something that it seems like everyone says, from Hogan to be true. Paul White and everyone, which Paul White, uh, I'll put a pin in that. We'll come circle back on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ric Flair is just like, hey, I want to be here for the last stand, the last ride for Sting. Now, I think this has something. I don't know. My gut said Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, Sting's you know, ultimate rival, isn't just going to be like, let's hold hands and skip into the sunset. He's yeah, he said, I want to ride with you. He said, I like, I don't want to just come here and, and wish you well. Like I want to be there by your side. There's something to it. You don't just have the dirtiest player in the game. Fucking, you know, kissing babies and hugging yeah. fat chicks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where we go. There's so many ways again here that we can go with this, with this thing story that we know at least is going to March. Right. So We've got all, all kinds of shit yet to happen for. It's exciting. I'm going till November, now. right? Isn't full gear? March. The they said it was March. Said? No, uh, oh. it's um, revolution? revolution. Right. Oh, okay. I got my right. That's when he showed up. It was Revolution 2020. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. 2021. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so then Ric Flair's just you know heaping praise on Sting, and cue the music. Christian Cage walks out. And man, he cuts down Flair saying that he's a black liver. <laughs> Says obviously God doesn't exist or else Ric Flair would have been dead 20 years ago. Just I mean, so spiteful. He's just so vile. He's so good. Yeah. Even when well, he's fucking he, up too, he's just like, you know what I mean? He's just, just still able to be like, I oh, fuck this guy. Like, I don't know. Right. Uh. Well, and just kind of look again, how I felt like here's your human. I thought it was really funny how Christian was like, cool gift, Tony Khan. You got this old guy. Like, He's like, you're a billionaire that? and your gift is a 75-year-old black liver. Like, yeah. Like, it was great. It I was love that Ric awesome. Flair, too, the whole time was just like, I love this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he loved every moment of it. This is what I was here for. Yeah. yeah. And th- then Ric Christian Flair would have died a happy man if he had a heart attack right there and then. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> But then Christian Cage uh, looks at Darby Allen and mocks him for his arm injury. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and then he makes a hometown dig on the Phillies, right? I'm the champion. Phillies will never win it, right? And then Christian challenges Sting, Darby Allen, and someone else versus Broken Tooth Nick Wayne, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. Yeah, so who's so, the third man? Well, we'll get to that because I think we know, but we'll see. Um, so that's what we get. We get the challenge. Sting then grabs the microphone. It was like, yeah, we'll fight you. Suck it. You know, and then there we go. So that segment ends and we go back to a segment that was taped earlier in the day where Chris Jericho is talking to Renee Paquette and mentions and powerhouse Hobbs, you know, wore me around like a hat like it was a one-way traffic where he just made beat me, me up guess myself yeah yeah and he goes you know what 
There's a Don Callis family. They got a lot of guys and powerhouse Hobbs is big. Maybe I should get some of my big friends. And then we end the segment. So I'm going to ask you, who do you think the big friend is? Is it someone coming in that we haven't seen? Is it someone internal that is going to be his new right-hand man like Sammy Guevara was? Or what do you got here? Well, he said he's bigger than Powerhouse Hobbs, so that's very limiting. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about the big show, is he? I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. Powerhouse Hobbs beats Jericho in the big show, and we put Powerhouse Hobbs over, and it seems pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs is going to slam big show. Or is it Yeah. Or is it Shaq? That would be too cool. Here, here's the problem with this, in my opinion, <laughs> is I think it's Jericho, right? We're going to reunite yeah. Jericho. Uh, side note before I go more into this. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> right? Um, side note, though, real quick. How fucking old is this show? Oh, God. We got Sting. I, look at the Ric Flair. Sting, Chris Jericho. <laughs> Christian Cage. I mean, no one's under the yeah. age of 45 that I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of talcum <laughs> I mean, powder Darby. in that locker room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, Darby, I mentioned, but yeah, Jericho, Sting, Ric Flair, Christian Cage. Wasn't Matt then, Hardy on this show? <laughs> well, let's get right into it. The next matchup we saw was for the Ring of Honor six man tag team championships, and it was Young Bucks and Hangman Page versus the Hardys. And now I guess we're calling them brother zay and this happened look it's always fun to see a buckshot lariat we got it they won everyone got to see their favorite people right i just don't okay the brother zay thing we're gonna zero in on this don't look i'm not a pro wrestler right i haven't ran the roads and i haven't you know got in the ring and done that but like didn't we know the first two times that this brother zay thing ain't it like well, I think he thinks he, the the give me a who is getting over, but it ain't. And look, Hardys, you gotta stop. They have been trying to do what Michael P.S. Hayes did for them for decades, and it hasn't worked for a single person, has it? Oh no, I'm yes, I, I totally <laughs> agree. I'm talking about they need to stop. Oh, just stop doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. Just because at this point, look, produce. Maybe do some managing here and there. Jeff Hardy wouldn't suck at that, but you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. don't. Like, let's not. We're done. Well, to, to my point, though, is, you know, you've got people like Christian Cage, like Chris Jericho, who are positioned as, hey, if you beat us, it's a big fucking deal. The Hardys, though, have lost so many times in a row that it, it's lost its value, you know? Yeah. And so at that point, if you're just losing to everyone, then you got to go. Yeah, then you don't got it anymore. The whole, you still got it. We need a, you don't got it. <laughs> you don't got it. Yeah, like, you go. had it once. So, yeah. yeah. You, you had it once. And then just, keep, you have lost it. it. Right. <laughs> uh, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, we got our favorite tag team and hangman to wrestle in front of the live crowd. And Long look, bucks. I have heard, well, I've heard dozens and dozens of people when they come to Kansas city, hope that they see the young bucks wrestle. The, the AW show has been here, I believe five times. 
Young Bucks have only appeared once and it was in the corner of Kenny Omega. And that was it, right? That was it. And a lot of people love the Young Bucks. I could take them or leave them, but they're a draw for certain people, right? So for the Philly crowd. Why don't the Young Bucks wrestle in Kansas City? I don't know. What's up Matt, Matt Jackson didn't even show up one time. He was, you know, hurt and taken off but like the basketball thing i went to they're like yeah he did he's not here so they, maybe they don't like Kansas city could have asked what? Like, you got me blocked on twitter bitch oh yeah i would like hey what the fuck you know i called you a cunt one time block me yeah yeah god come on jeez grow we're up friends guy yeah we're friends grow up and just accept my apology like I like bet punk. if you said that to them, that might get them to unblock it. They'd be like, all right, that's yeah. good. All right. Yeah. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> so post-match, as uh, the young, what are they called? Uh, hung Bucks. Bucks. Hung Bucks are celebrating. Up on the big screen, we see Swerve, Strickland, oh. and Prince Nana. And they go, hey, is They're this... not swerving and driving. Well, they go, isn't this a... Uh... Oh yeah! Look at that! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know how I do this stuff. Remember how that happened yeah. one time? I don't know. Um, oh, okay. So, Gotta watch the YouTube watching, live stream. Yeah, Gotta watch the live stream. <laughs> Shit just happens on my screen for some reason. But uh, let's get back to this. So Swerve and Prince Anna go. Isn't this Hangman's house? And they just walk in. Like should have locked your doors. Oh, it's, it's not what he said. Weird. He said we're at the Hangman residence, and when he brings swerve through the threshold he goes whose house oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh so so they do some creepy stuff i love Real how creepy. prince nana and prince nana is like i'm not okay with this like yeah. the entire time he's like hey boss i get it cool we're doing it but can we get the fuck out of here quickly and swerve strickland is just living in it he rips up one of the kids like hand paintings and stuff but here's the thing I have to ask. He says, this family owes me something. Right. Mm. And th- mm. this is where, and maybe I'm stupid. Look, I've been stupid millions of times. But let's cut to the chase here. Swerve goes to the crib of Hangman's child yeah. and was like, hey, your dad took something away from me. I'm taking something away from you. And you're going to be in debt to me. The rest of your life. And he throws a Prince Nana shirt on him, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like of all the yeah. shirts, you, you chose this one. But here's my question, Tim. Where the fuck was the mom? Was the kid actually in there? That was my thing. Was the family there or was he like just like emulating that the family was there to make his point, right? But either way, ooh, we are we are straddling a real iffy line here if we're talking about threatening violence against children on you know what i mean like i'm like whoa hey guys like be careful how we tread here right like he was real close to going a little too far right so i think that i think that's gonna be the if they catch any flag that'll be the thing is the kid wasn't there right like kid wasn't in the crib right but oh man instantly adding credibility to this idea that swerve is the bad guy here in this situation hot take fucking love it i wish he would have grabbed the fucking kid and burped it. choked him <laughs> no not choked him but burped, burped the it. fucking kid you know just like, like ah. actually had the kid and been like what's up what's yeah. up you're gonna fucking nana's trying to get it to like <laughs> well no i liked how prince nana was still like hey we gotta go yeah. we gotta go we gotta go 
Yeah. But my whole question was now again, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm stupid. And he was just talking down to the crib saying like, this is going to be where I can come here sometime when your family yeah. is here. Right. Yeah, because yeah, did the I mom like, what? not know? Like, what what were you doing? Yeah, well, that's why I almost think that has to be. Yeah, right? yeah, I do like oh, Nana. The one thing he did was like, oh, look, chocolate covered blueberries. <laughs> look, I love these. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Nana was the yeah MVP of this. I mean, obviously, Swerve Strickland was the money, but um, oh, very villainous. really great. Sec- very yeah. disturbed villainous. Yeah. One thing that I've always thought is funny, and just for me, is. And maybe I've never been put in the situation, so I don't know how to necessarily act. But when Hangman jumps out of the ring and is running to brother, you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, he's running to his phone, is what I imagine, right? Like he's got to oh, check yeah. in with the with the wife, right? Like make sure she's safe. Like, right. He's got to like, maybe call his neighbor to be like, "Fucking call the cops" or something. You know what I mean? Like that kind of something. Because yeah. yeah, I was like, "You live in Virginia, and you're not going to yeah. run there." So no. I don't know. What no, the this is to so. get to communication devices. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. maybe that's what it is. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's always been fun when I see the baby face yeah. run out of the ring or like or that. it's anxiety and you're just like I'm gonna fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? like I'm gonna fucking do something right. You don't know what you're doing. You just run. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, fight or fight. All right, so now let's circle back to that Sting, Darby Allen, and mystery person versus Christian Cage, uh, Broke Tooth, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus. I'm calling him Broke Tooth for the rest of his career. I think that's yeah. funny. Nick Tooth um, Wayne. <laughs> Nick the Tooth Wayne, yes. Nicked. Nick the nicked. Tooth. His nicked. tooth is nicked. Nicked Tooth nicked. Wayne. <laughs> but backstage. It's a little more uh, than nicked, if I remember it. It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> I think Nick the Tooth. Nick the Tooth. Nick the Tooth. Nick the Tooth. Anyhow. Yeah. But we get backstage, Renee Parquette is talking to Adam Copeland. And she says, uh, hey, yeah. anything change your mind? And Darby and Sting walk in and we're like, hey. The fuck is going on with you? Open your eyes. And Sting references, hey, I had the blinders on. I remember Lex Luger. I remember Ric Flair. And so open your eyes. And then they leave. And Adam Copeland's kind of like, well, maybe. So my Sting thought, went full angry dad mode on, on Adam Copeland. Yeah. So my thought is it's going to be Adam yeah, Copeland. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, this is what I think. I don't know if that match is at the pay-per-view. Let's just say it's at collision to pop a rating, right? I don't think they're going to have a square off. Oh, you don't think they'll have a partner and he'll. Right. It'll be two on three beat down. Christian cage stands over him. Then sting and Darby say one more shot. And then at the pay-per-view, that's when Adam Copeland says, Christian cage, I'm kicking your ass. Right. Or we get, so it's collision. Who's your partner? Who's your partner? You think you know him, right? Right, all that shit, and then they powder out. They're like, "Fuck this bullshit, no, right?" And then, then it's, well, you guys, you know what I mean? Like you chicken out. They're like, "No, no, no, we're gonna do this at the fucking pay per view, right?" Something full like that, gear, right? yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, uh, but that's what I think is gonna happen. I don't know when that match takes place, but that's gonna be the match when we get the payoff. yeah. But I like your thing, right? They don't have a partner; they get beat down. And then, you know what I mean? Like, then we can still further this, like, still fuck around with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, and then, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Well, that's where Christian can cross the line, right? He concertos Sting Darby's shoulder or Sting. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. And then Adam's like, you motherfucker. All right. Told you. You can't do that to Sting. I'm going to have to kick your ass. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I don't want to talk about this next match that much because it sucked, but it was right before the main event, Tim. 
So you know what that means. I do know. You ready? It's, it's time, time for, for the women. Um, yeah, this, this did suck. Match sucked. And you know why it sucked, Tim? Mm. Because Ruby Soho is trash at wrestling. She might be a great person. Apparently, if you believe the rumors on the wrestling, she's dating Cool Hand Ange. So maybe she's a good person because Cool Hand Ange seems like a cool person. So yeah, maybe. But yeah, I've never been into. I've never she been like that was a great match. Sucks. Like no, yeah. she sucks. Because yeah. here's the thing: I can point to amazing matches with Hikaru Shida, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida. Uh, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida versus um, Nyla Rose. I've got some catalog of Hikaru Shida can fucking do this. We have evidence. I ain't got nothing in the Ruby Soho camp, right? And her promos are bad because she just does. You don't think that like it's just one note? Angry bobblehead, a bunch. (laughs) And here's and then like when she sells in her big eyes, she's like she's a caricature of what she thinks a pro wrestler a pro wrestler is and bye <laughs> bye bye you have a great song i really like the song you yeah. come out to bye bye we don't need you bye bye um and so hikaru shida wins now after that as she celebrates we go to black and white why tim because tony storm comes out <laughs> for a stare down it does, but does the whole dance and like the whole, well, not even dancing. She's just like, <laughs> I love that it's, the announcers couldn't even hold it together. They were like, this is fucking yeah. great. <laughs> and Luther's in the back, just like, yep, this just is stone what cold, does. just fucking poker faced, yeah. man. Yeah. I, we might low key coming away liking Luther a little bit more than we ever have after all this. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. Uh, and then after the stare down, that is when we get the earlier mentioned MGF and uh, Samoa Joe segment that we've already talked about. And then we get right to our main event. We get Chaos, the tag team of Orange Cassidy and Okada taking on Blackpool Combat Club members, Brian Danielson and Claudio Casanoli. And interesting, I never realized this, but I thought this was actually pretty cool. This was the first time that Brian Danielson wrestled Orange Cassidy. They had never really? wrestled before. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense, makes sense, right? Yeah. Time but wise. Here so. they are. And so they put on a show. Claudio and Orange Cassidy put on a show. We get the payoff of Okada and Danielson. They put on a show. And we're wrestling, 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 wrestling. Wrestle, wrestle. And we get to the end. And at the end, Orange Cassidy gets the orange punch on Danielson. Okada gets his Rainmaker uh, clothesline, but Claudio comes in, uppercuts Orange Cassidy. He rips off his peel. Get it? Because he's in orange. Rips off his peel, covers him one, two, three. Claudio wins. But then we look over, and Brian Danielson's acting like his face is all broke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched this back probably six or seven times. This is a work. He did not get hit in the face at all. I believe what they're doing is they're doing a home and home where Okada came over here and wrestled on forbidden door against Danielson. 
So what's in January? The fucking uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. So Wrestle Kingdom will get the rematch of Okada versus you Danielson. Broke my face. I'm coming for you. Over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what I think is going to happen. Now. So he's not going to become dashing. Uh, no, well, good guy. Let's hope not. Now there were some fun moments in here when Okada does his Rainmaker pose, which they zoom the camera out. Then Orange Cassidy goes like, "Well, then that's my hug." And then they <laughs> zoom the camera out again. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Uh, and there was again really good action, but this is where timing was off or something was off. So Danielson's there acting like his face is broke. So that brings in Blackpool Combat Club members. Okada trying his best acting is like talking shit on Danielson. Like, yeah, I did that to you, but it's not coming across really great. Best friends come out because orange Cassidy got beat up. So they're tending to him. John Moxley kind of looks at Okada as a motherfucker and stuff, but then we just stand around and that's the show. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like we ended on a whimper when the whole show was like going off with a bang. And then the, like the last two, like the match was fine. The last match, the main event match was fine, but like there wasn't a whole lot of, again, there is a little bit of story built into some of this, but not a whole lot compared to everything else we got leading up. Right. Like almost everything else was so story thick. Right. Um, yeah. which usually is the other way around. You get some of your less story thick stuff done earlier and mm-hmm. the story stuff at the end, but we kind of did the other way around and maybe that's to catch people. I've said this before, uh, in this new day and age where like television ratings aren't always, you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many other options that sometimes you're not trying to hold people to the end to get all the big ratings. You got to fucking get them now. Right. And know right. that they're going to mm-hmm. trail off. Right. So you got to yeah. kind of fucking pop them. So, um, yeah, I just kind of felt underwhelmed at the end with that right i was like i kind of don't really care where the story goes either you know well that's where look you've got the crazy john moxley claudio just beat orange cassidy you could have orange cassidy get up have his title push it in claudio's face claudio then pushes orange cassidy that brings john moxley to hit orange cassidy and you could have all of this craziness while brian danielson is still like tending to his face but we have some chaos like when we're all just standing around and we all don't like each other, but no one's doing anything about it. Well, who the fuck cares about that? You know what, what I mean? So yeah. yeah, it should have had, someone should have took the initiative yeah. and be like, Hey, let's fight each it other. Felt you like know? they ended a little early. <laughs> they didn't have something to fill it with. <laughs> yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of there was a, like, some, but, yeah. yeah, but that was but AEW dynamite. I still all the rest of it, even that again, wasn't so bad that it was like no, awful. No, and the no, rest no. of it before more than made up for it. I thought this is one of their better episodes to date in a long time. It was really good. Yeah, and, you know, I have been one of the loudest critics of their production and their camera work and how shitty it is. Didn't notice any of that. Didn't notice it Nothing. one bit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought overall this was an A-plus show. Really loved all of it. Again, I just think the timing, which is fine, was a little off. Again, you get a take two, you ended a little earlier, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, Saturday. We get, as mentioned, Kenny Omega versus MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. We get Claudio versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. I think that's on Dynamite. We still get Who the Fuck's the Devil. We still get Adam Cole is recovering. The Kingdom. I mean, it's just fun. Get all of it. I just love get all of it. I just love that MJF is the main character now of AEW and everyone identifies it. Everyone is, yeah, fuck that guy. He shouldn't be the main character. And now yeah, we like, get all the stories. I want that title. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And and uh, 
I'll be back next week. If I'm not, we'll both be back two weeks from now as Tom heads to Germany. So keep talking to us, right? Get us some emails to the table show, right? Answer the, or give us a call to Spanish announce voicemail, uh, voicemail, right? All those things. Talk to us. Let us know your thoughts on pro wrestling and uh, let us know, you know, in your opinion, who is the devil? The Spanish announce table.